What happened? I don't feel like talking anymore. I need this. I need the silence. I know, but then I was silent, and now you're upset. No, that you I wasn't weren't being silent. silent. You were. But I was silent just now. I wasn't silent enough. It's providing soothing white noise for you. That's what it was. Welcome to captivatingly cool. <laughs> You're not gonna start over. Why? You don't have to start over. Uh, uh, do you know how this do the start the sh- start of the show now? Yeah, we I do. do we are do Nerds of the Square Circle. Our, yeah, we are. We are your hosts. I am Star Chris, and I'm Sam Jericho. Um, yeah. Go. <laughs> Hello, welcome. That's yeah, a, that's a good. That's a good opening. Mm-hmm. I'm not redoing it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, if you're on iTunes, make sure you leave us all the stars. Five star reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You can stop right now. Go leave us a review. Come don't back listen and listen to the show. Just go. You don't need to listen to the show. Even if you never want to listen to the show ever, make sure you leave us a review. <laughs> and tell your friends to come on and review the show. Don't listen. You don't need to listen. They yeah, even if they're not the wrestling fans, and if you just want to take their phone and just look up the show and just leave us a review, mm-hmm. they'll never know. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. How have you been? Um, Destiny. Destiny? Destiny. Uh, I don't... Oh, I, the game? You're still... That's all you've been doing is playing Destiny? I, I have literally two other podcasts I have to edit right now. Mm-hmm. Destiny. This is what we're going to be... This is the start of every show. It's just... Destiny. What have you been up to? Destiny. Destiny. I did watch a lot of wrestling. Uh, okay. Like I, I did watch a lot of wrestling this weekend, so okay. I watched um, most of Destruction. Okay. And uh, the Kenny Omega match with Juice... Mm-hmm. I did watch. <laughs> I saw. I uh, uh, Emily uh doesn't watch much wrestling. We she goes to shows with me, but she <clears> doesn't really watch. And I'll she'll occasionally be like, "So what? Do you, what? What is this?" And I tell her what's going on. I was like, "This is Kenny." I was like, "Who's Kenny fighting?" And I said, "Juice Robinson." Before I could say Robinson, she was just like, "Ah, oh, it's the worst name." And I and I she's never set the reacted that way. There are a lot of ridiculous like like Dolph yeah, Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. nothing. <laughs> Uh, Juice Robinson's too much for, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, do you, do you like his? I think it's I think it fits him. Juice, yeah, yeah. it's fine. What was he called in uh, NXT? Uh, CJ Parker. Yeah, see, Juice is better. That's what the that's what the J stood for, maybe. I, I, sure. <laughs> uh, no, I, Colt I, Juice Parker. I don't care for Juice that much. He's fine and everything. Not even um, orange juice, apple juice. I'm putting cricket sounds in mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Um, his match with Kenny was great. Yeah, because Kenny so. was in it for one thing. I liked but. I liked the story that they told first. I thought it was re- so Kenny Omega had uh, knee surgery two weeks before, like legit, match. like yeah, legit had, had knee had, surgery, and then had a match. And then the story of the match, which I liked, was the conflict in Juice. Not well, Juice being the the consummate babyface wants to win. Uh, he they show clips of him getting all these title shots, but he has come up short, and he wanted to win his first singles belt in New Japan. In an honorable way, so he wasn't going to go after the knee, even though it was an obvious target that anybody else would and should have taken, and uh, couldn't get it done, and then started attacking his leg anyway. But then, yeah, but the the conflict they built into the story through the whole entire match, mm-hmm. even when he uh, chop blocked him the first yeah. time, and the crowd didn't like it, he's kind of mm-hmm. going like, "What am I else am I supposed to do?" Mm-hmm. It's Kenny Omega. Yeah. So it was good. The storytelling was really good in the book. The the working the leg story is not a new no not uh, at story all. at all. But what's weird is that because it was so overused, it kind of became passe. And I haven't seen people do it that often lately in the last few years. So now when they do do it, it feels like a refreshing throwback. 
one of my favorite uh, WrestleMania matches, which is never really mentioned, is uh, because it's from WrestleMania 27, which was Adam Cole, uh, Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler and The Miz versus Cena in the main event. Not a good show. I was at that show, but um, CM Punk versus Randy Orton was on that show, and the lead up to it was Orton was punt kicking everybody in CM Punk's Nexus, so he attacked him in the knee. With a wrench like the week before WrestleMania. So the whole match is just CM Punk working over Randy Orton's leg. And whether or not he's going to be able to punt kick him. Which he had been using as his finish. And it's just very good for a storytelling match at WrestleMania. One of the one of my favorites. Uh, so that happened. Um, Ring of Honor had the, the show. I didn't finish that one, no. Uh, Death Before Dishonor? Yeah, good so far. Um, but you didn't finish No, I didn't finish it. You don't have it. to mention that you didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't finish That's it. It's not a good selling point. Uh, I like, know what happened Ring of Honor end. was on. I didn't finish it. I didn't it finish was, it was all right. I fell asleep. <laughs> that's, um, not, that's not helpful either. It was I had late. work. It was busy. I really wanted to finish. No, I was I was No, tired. I fell asleep. It was in the middle of the day. So, uh, But I do know what happens at the end. Cody wins against um, Okada. Not Okada. God, so racist. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki. 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 And uh, Suzuki Gun. Was the match good? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was weird. It um, because it felt like it. It, it reminded me of the gender Mahal. The not the gender. The uh, the Brock Lesnar Braun match from this this weekend as well, where it kind of just end ended out of nowhere. Oh, really? Almost okay. like feel. It felt almost like it was. Like they ran out of time and they just needed to go home is what it felt like. It, it does. That's not necessarily what that's it was. That's kind of weird it's just for an event. Like um, yeah. yeah. Um, but the show was good. I liked the, I guess Jay Briscoe's heel? heel turn. I don't know. I don't know. I saw that. It was a good that, turn. That's, I think that's the last match I saw. It's where during the the so he had a, the six man tag title match against uh, the Bullet Club. And, uh, and Hangman Page came back because he was kidnapped. Yeah, duct taped, yeah. yeah. Which they don't talk about at all on the show. show you, you have to watch have Being to watch the Elite, being to, know, the elite yeah. to get, which is ridiculous. Um, but uh, if you watch Jay in that match, he's just not feeling anything nah, that they're doing. Nah. To the point where I almost was like, he doesn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that he was going to turn as much as I just thought. Like, is Jay like quitting Do Ring you... of Honor? He's looked like genuinely pissed Do you off. Keep up apathetic. with the. Like the 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 TV tapings. Yeah, yeah. Do you okay? So this is kind of they've been kind of hinting at this. For I a mean, while. I guess yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. It seems like it's a, a good fit with Bully Ray with the Briscoes, but I think there's a conflict of leadership issues there. Jay, I think, is beyond the Briscoes for a while. It's weird when he was such a strong singles. They they kind of moved away from each other while being tag and then moving back together. Mm. I really like Jay Briscoe. Okay. Yeah, they're um, fine. As a as a performer. Um Kenny King's the new Ring of Honor T V champion. Yes. Um But uh, you know, I, I kinda like um Kabushi, Kabuda. Kabu Kabi okay. What? We already had this conversation. <laughs> are you doing it on purpose? <laughs> Why back... are you so bad with names of Japanese wrestlers? The Back to the Future guy. The Back to the Future guy. Yes. Kushida. Kushida. Kushida, who you were upset lost the belt, even though you don't know what his name is. Which is even worse. I, I like really want one of his t shirts. Oh my god. <laughs> it's because you just like Back it's to the Future. Who doesn't like Back to the Future? It's all their names run together for me. I'm still working on a bunch of their names. I'm getting better with them. It's terrible. I can say evil. That's yeah. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all the current stuff I've been watching. Um. I did watch Raw this week. Um. And then I I got sent a very interesting story. I guess from you. Yeah. I. So break this down. Break down what they're talking about and who's talking about it. Okay. So Jim Cornette. 
Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who Jim Cornette is. They might not know who Jim Cornette is. Jim Cornette is a longtime uh, wrestling backstage personality, uh, was a manager uh, in the 70s and the 80s. He used to carry a tennis racket around. He used to carry a tennis racket. He was in the WrestleMania X7 gimmick battle royal with his tennis racket. Uh, (laughs) He... uh, he managed a lot of great teams. He uh, also was a behind-the-scenes writer, producer, uh, helped TNA, promote Ring TNA, Honor. Ring of Honor. He's back with uh, TNA now with Global Force Wrestling. Uh, he, I think he quit that already. Did he already? Yeah. God, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, he was with Ring of Honor for a while. He was with WWE, with OVW. So he's been around the block. He has very opinionated, has his own show where he talks about a lot of things. And... Um, he doesn't. He doesn't shy when he doesn't like something. He's very vocal with his opinion, and I don't know what what I don't know how I caught wind of this. It was not that long. This is from a couple, maybe a month or so ago. Oh uh, yeah, like three weeks ago. Um, and he's doing his radio show or podcast, and he mentions that someone sent him a link to a spot in a match titled "The Most Embarrassing Thing in Wrestling." And I'm going to put this in the show notes page. So yeah, put all the links know, all this stuff, yeah. If you um, want to know what we're talking about, go watch it in the show notes page. And it's uh, on it, And it's from Pro Sorry. Wrestling Gorilla. So the, the spot is from Pro Wrestling Gorilla, where it's a big multi-man match, where a bunch of guys are overselling, poking each other in the eye. Like Three Stooges style. Three Stooges style, but with like eight guys doing it. Doing ducks and, and just very hammy, over-the-top kind of stuff. And then a wrestler named Chuck Taylor enters with uh, the gimmick of like an invisible hand grenade. He, you know, so he's like he's miming holding a hand grenade, and then it goes off. Like there's so when a hand grenade goes off, there's an explosion. So everyone in the ring kind of bumps and jumps up as if a, Guy, a, guys fly out of the ring. So before we get to what Jim Cornette thought about this, did you watch the? What did did you listen to Jim Cornette first and then watch the video, or did you was it the other way around? I watched the video first. Okay, so yeah. what did you think of the video? I it's stupid. You thought it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Okay, stupid. It didn't. Bo- <laughs> it did, but it, it didn't, didn't bother, it didn't you, bother you to the degree me. that it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is that um, if I was at a show and they did that, I'd be like, oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Why was why was that there? So Jim Cornette hated... And then I would have went home and yeah. I would have completely forgot about it. Yeah. So Jim Cornette completely hated it. He, um... He wished death to he some of the He wished death people. upon Chuck Taylor for yeah. doing it. Um, one of the wrestlers involved in this spot was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa who yeah. works for WWE yeah. now. Said he and, should be fired. And he said he should be fired. That if he had... he, uh, I think Cornette was in Ring of Honor when Ciampa was still there. Yeah, he said he would have he lost and his job. And if he had seen, about, seen it, he would have lost his job. Um, because it was an embarrassment and that it, it makes everybody look bad. And kind of just kind of went off on it. Mm-hmm. And then... Dave Meltzer apparently heard about it and went off on Cornette overreacting to it. And then Cornette ripped on that, basically defending himself over and over again, saying, I think someone quotes him as saying, you know, like, you don't like fun. And, and you he like compares flippy it. Shits, you don't like so. flippy shit and stuff like that. And he, he mentions how he doesn't like Joey Ryan with his dick flip spot, I, which, I, which I, I don't care for. I hate too. So. Um, and that he hates or he doesn't like Kenny Omega. Because of he's wrestled a nine year old girl, and everybody knows and how I feel about Kenny wrestled. Omega. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. So, and so, so there's two parts to this. One is that he clearly doesn't like what I guess is 
it's not comedic wrestling. It's just fake, fantastical. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say stuff. fake, but it, blatantly fake. Blatant, yeah, yeah, blatantly tongue in cheek. Yeah, uh, performances. He and hates. He does not like the Young Bucks. Like, he doesn't like the Young Bucks. Either. He doesn't like uh, Kevin Owens. I know he hates, he Ke- hates Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens and him have a lot of heat. yeah because he's fat for one thing and no so so that's part of it is that I I, under- I understand like he said he doesn't like Chuck Taylor because he said that he looked like he was a seventh grader uh, so he doesn't whatever. look tough yeah. enough yeah that's an opinion which I understand if you 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 know it depends on the product that you want to present uh jim Cornette is very old school which i think this is the point is that i feel like every time i listen to him talk about this point i feel like there's a disconnect yeah because he comes from a generations of um, a time when hulk hogan and lex luger yeah. these really bodybuilding looking dudes were wrestlers well it's but but it's also from a time when hulk hogan was uh pulled over by a cop with the some wild samoans and the the gimmick of the wild Samoans was that they were savages and from foreign savages that couldn't speak English. That's not true. Mm-hmm. They could speak perfect English. And when the cop pulled them over, he I don't remember what he was charging Hogan with, but Hogan tried to deny it and asked the the Samoans to back him up on it. And they just looked at him blankly because they couldn't. They say were anything. saying Kfeb that they couldn't say anything. And Hogan was like, "Oh my God, we for crying out loud for this for like please." help you know and uh things like i've heard cody Rhodes talk about dusty rosa when he would break his leg he would stay in his house and he wouldn't leave for for eight months if that's how long the angle was going because he's not supposed to be able to walk he's got a broken leg and i respect that aspect of the business i get that my point is point of view is that it's 2017 every one of these wrestlers has a twitter has an instagram everybody can go online and look up any factual information about anybody at their fingertips anytime they want that it's impossible to keep up the illusion that wrestling is not a work. Would you agree with that? Impossible. It's yeah. been impossible for the past like 10, 15 for a while. years. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. So, um... And, then, and that's a good thing. I It, it changes but, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've heard... It, it's just the idea of like... So Chuck Taylor does this spot with an invisible hand grenade. Which is clearly farce. It's supposed to be silly. It's not. It doesn't show a lot of respect to the traditions of wrestling, um, a knowledge of the basics of how to put on a genuine wrestling match. I agree with all that. It's very different from that kind of thing. But it's not trying to be that. It's not like they're attempting to do um, Shakespeare and it's bad. It's they're not doing Shakespeare. They're doing Anchorman. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to argue that it's like saying, like, you know, this is, you know, going to see Fast and the Furious and saying that Vin Diesel and The Rock aren't good actors. It's like this is you're missing the point of why you're watching this movie kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So but to say that, like, these guys shouldn't be allowed to work anywhere because Jim Cornette has said that he doesn't think Kenny Omega should be able yeah, to yeah. work, so that these people should be banished from the business. Kenny Omega can never be spoken in as one of the greatest of all time right now, mm-hmm. or the greatest right now, because in the past, he fought a nine-year-old girl yeah. and a blow-up doll. So yeah. right then, he goes, well, he instantly gets excluded from any conversation uh-huh. that I have about him yeah. ever. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I feel, it's 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 worse than the comparison of, like, Kevin Owens does these dastardly things on television, and then they cut to a shot of him 
at a children's hospital all smiley. Same with Stephanie McMahon or any of the heels. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I feel like that's the same kind of thing. It is. I mean, because um, it technically is. It's worse because I, the what I'll give him credit for in his, from what I guess, the heat of his passion behind why he feels so strongly about this is that the business is not a well-respected worldwide mainstream thing. And people see this and then they think it's a joke. So they won't take it seriously ever again when someone so tries to present something serious. That's where I, I, I agree with a lot with what Jim Carnett says about this too. But what I really agree with is what he says about is, okay, we all as wrestling fans have friends that hate wrestling yeah or don't like wrestling they don't want nothing to do with it and you always go no it's really good and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and then something like this goes viral yeah and then it comes across their facebook feed and they go oh that's the stuff that starf chris watches yeah i'm never going to watch that yeah and that and i agree that that's bad that's extremely bad that's extremely extremely bad. bad at getting new fans into the business so to compare so to compare and it runs away your casual fans that are really just into like wwe and you can't compare it to in terms of the impact that it has in the world but at the same time in my opinion it's like if you haven't it the difference is that wrestling is so acknowledged as this kind of lambastic entertainment that i don't know if it's possible to pull it out of it which is why it doesn't bother me as much because i don't think that that's no matter how legit you try to make it come off that opinion is always going to exist for certain people. So I don't try to, I don't care about the people that aren't going to like it because that's always never going to happen. To me, it's like you've never seen a movie before and you try to get someone to like a movie and then they see Sharknado and they go, oh, that's stupid. So then they can't, so they can't take something else. That's, that's kind of my, that's my take on it is that you can watch something like Kaiju Big Battle or Chikara or some of the spots that they do in PWG and it's not canon to what happens in WWE or what happens in Ring of Honor or New Japan because it's not the same thing. It's a different, it's a different approach to the umbrella that is, I guess, professional wrestling. But it's not trying to be that kind of thing. So, I mean, to that point, um, uh, Meltzer did talk to Jim Cornette about this, and I, I agree with Meltzer for the standpoint of it works. Yeah, uh, people brought tickets to it. People liked it. The crowd lost its mind when it happened. And that's really what the point of wrestling is, is the guys are trying to do something in the ring to get a pop out of the crowd. But that's also an opinion. That's that's Dave Meltzer's opinion. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not, Jim. you know, the idea of personally, and I, I don't know, I don't really read any of the comments in terms of any of the negative heat or, or anything towards myself, the comments that I've made. But I've always kind of, I've always alluded that I'm not the biggest Young Bucks fan. And that yeah, I'm not yeah. the biggest Kenny Omega fan because I don't like that kind of what I view as hokey, over dramatized, spot fest kind of wrestling. I enjoy it in person. If you go to a show where the Young you Bucks are there, it is awesome yeah, just yeah. because of the atmosphere that exists around those two guys. If you go to a PWG show or Ring of Honor show and the Young Bucks are there, people lose their freaking minds. And so they're over. From the beginning, it's a weird thing that their gimmick is just that they're over. So everything they do in the match, there's all this energy behind it. And it's kind of a faux energy, like get worked up because of what it is. But for what it, it doesn't matter why, it, it works. But when I'm watching wrestling at home, that's not that's not the kind of wrestling I like as a wrestling fan. I like storytelling. 
uh, in ring. You know, we were talking about with the, the working the leg. I like that kind. Of, I don't like matches where it's just move and then somebody does another move and then somebody does another move. And the moves might be cool, but then at the end, I just feel like I just saw an exposition of moves. I didn't mm-hmm. see a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Juice Robinson Kenny Omega match we alluded to earlier was a match that was yeah. that was there was psychology and you you could have no commentary on it never watch wrestling and you could you would get what was happening if there was a story there and not just oh that looked cool so I get but at the same time I don't hate on that form of wrestling if that's what you like that's cool I don't think that there's anything wrong with that I think that it's like the Ricochet Willow Spray match the yeah the spot fest kind of stuff you know. Which I like. Like, I dig that. I don't want to watch that all the time. Yeah. But when I watch something I like the variety. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the idea of... Like, I I love the idea of the Chuck Taylor grenade thing. I thought that was funny. I don't think of it as real wrestling, but I don't think that it's ruining wrestling. I like that it exists. I think it's it's fun that it exists. It's cool, but... My biggest problem was it is that people that are outside of the brand or fan, not fans, see it yeah. and they go, "Oh, this is the kind of stuff we're watching all the time." Yeah, and they know no difference, and that's fine. And that's on us to educate other people that we feel the need to um, as fans. But I think it was stupid. Okay. Well, what about like like the like the Joey Ryan thing? Because Jim Cornette said that he he was calling a show um, in Orlando this past weekend or this past year, the WrestleMania weekend show. Did the Dick grab thing? Uh, well, Joey Ryan was on a show that he, he was doing guest commentary on a show uh-huh. and there was a, a guy was going to, a guy that was on the show dropped out. So they put in oh, Joey this is Ryan. The, the what culture show. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah. it was? Yeah, okay. it was. And, uh, so Jim Cornette told the promoter that he was not going to call a Joey Ryan dick spot. The dick flip thing. He was He's not like, going I'll to go do to it the back. Yeah. I did because he doesn't, doesn't care for it. I think it's crude. I don't like that kind of humor in general. Mm. Um, uh, I, I'm, I used to. When I was a kid, I just don't anymore. Um, again, I don't, I don't care for it. I've seen it a few times. It's funny. The crowd always laughs. I think that it's embarrassing if you considered it a genuine presentation, but it's not trying to do that. Yeah, but people outside of the business don't know that. But I don't care about people outside of the business. I, I, I don't either. I, I, don't. I mean, that's not true. I, I want, I want, I want wrestling to be not more because it's mainstream is. A- it, so but that's like saying like if you're a musician and you're not going to follow this one thing that people won't gravitate to you shouldn't be like i'm not going to tell you you shouldn't be allowed to pursue that oh no 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 you know no. what i'm saying I think like that's the place... line is that because that's one of my points that he, that his jim, jim Cornette would say every single yeah, person in that ring should never work should again. never work again i don't just, like it's that. like you disqualify them from because from because from because if qualified that's the case then i mean I, one of my favorite things that I haven't even got the chance to see is Big Kaiju Battle. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. And these are really Godzilla monsters that go inside of a wrestling yeah, it's, ring. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. They have giant sandwiches and a box person. It's if Adult Swim became a wrestling show. Yeah. So I, I, it's amazing. I, I would love to hear what Jim Cornette says about something like that because this is see, it, that it's is, a different level. I would imagine that that is it's so over the yeah, top yeah. that he doesn't even consider it. Which is fine. I don't think Jim Cornette likes Lucha Underground. Well, that's weird. I mean, Lucha Libre has always had ridiculous. I don't know. I think specifically Lucha Underground. Uh, Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't like that either. He probably doesn't. Jim Cornette doesn't like a lot of things. And I like Jim Cornette. I really do. Uh, There's things about him. Things that he says that I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And I'm not. But he's so stuck in his ways that. 
the business has been changing over the past few years, especially with the Young Bucks and yeah. uh, YouTube and Internet. I don't like the grenade spot. Mm-hmm. It, it's not for me. It's not what I would want in a wrestling show. But I'm okay with it that they did it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I, I, I respect his opinion, and I understand that Jim Cornette is very much a character, and he's very opinionated, and he, he has the right to he, say whatever he, he wants. He doesn't actually to... like being told that, because no? he doesn't think he is. Okay, well, I mean... Because he doesn't, he's like, my stick is not just to hate everything, and it's just my opinion. This is, no, and that's what I'm saying. I've been around like, for a yeah, long time, and I have opinion, enough respect and... for the business that if this would have happened way back in the day... All those dudes in the ring would have got the shit kicked out on for exposing the business. That's true. And this is true. That's true. But, but it's not 20 saying, years it's ago. It's not 20 years yeah. ago now. That's my point is that I agree you're right. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, it's amazing how often this quote plays from the Big Lebowski, which is, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. It's, it's not the point. It's, I'm not saying you're wrong. I agree with everything that he's saying. I agree that it's ridiculous. But I don't agree that – I just wanted to talk about that really more than anything, the idea of, like, the extremity of do you think those guys should not be allowed to work? No, like, no, should no, that, no. Is there no place for that Sharpa in the business to exist? is one of my exist? favorite guys on NXT. Well, yeah, you know. The other guys in the ring I, I've seen here and there, but um, I, I don't – Like, if you found out that Daniel Bryan wrestled a doll, would that disqualify? Kenny Omega wrestled a doll. I know. And Kenny Omega is one of my I favorite wrestlers. I I've seen it. Kota Ibushi wrestle. Yeah, there you go. A costume. And that dude is fucking amazing. I know. So well, I, uh, I heard another Jim Cornette was telling me another story where he was. So he was a um, a producer on for Ring of Honor, and they were doing this angle. I think it might have been. I don't know if it was the first time he was really working with Roderick Strong or not. Um, and Roderick Strong is telling him the story that a few years back he was doing this thing. He was just getting into the business. He was a his friends knew he was a wrestler, and they asked him to be part of this thing with, I don't know if it was a bunch of um, uh, dwarfs, like wrestling, like uh, dwarf wrestlers, or if it was just... Little people. Is that is that the I don't correct know that, term I'm supposed to use? I whatever, think dwarf, ter- whatever term won't offend anybody, that's I, what we're I saying right now. I'm, I apologize <laughs> if I'm... Uh, I thought, I'm saying that because I thought that was the term. Dwarf? That, that dwarf is the correct it's term. It's not midget. They don't like midget anymore. Don't say that. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's, I don't want to say that. I mean, the the... The genre of the rest, there's no dwarf wrestling. They call it midget wrestling, yeah, it's midget which is wrestling. very harsh. But <laughs> no, I, I mean, but I don't know if it was a midget wrestling show. Anyway, or if it was ahead. just I'm something sorry. like that. And so, I just wanted to in be an it, ass he got he got beat up by by a midget wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Cornette asked him if this was videotaped, and he said yes. And he was like, "Oh my god!" and freaked out about it. But they're already doing this angle. But like, if he had any bones about it, he would have not used Roderick Strong because he got at beat all, up by a midget because he got beat up by a midget because it killed all of his credibility because he got beat up by a midget and my reaction to that was I don't understand what you're saying that's like saying the rock is not credible for for beating up John Cena because he was in be cool where like he made got made look ridiculous by John Travolta in his however old John Travolta is it's it's not the same thing it's it's that's a different show they're all characters and it's just, it's just, I don't think the, it works that way anymore. Jim now, that's my opinion, is... though. I mean, I, you know, I admit that I don't necessarily know at all what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that my opinion is that I think that that's extreme. There's such a clash now. There's, there aren't enough. I agree that the new generation have lost something because they're trying to get away from the previous generation. And there's only so many people from that generation left working behind the scenes. And I understand stand that frustration that there's something being lost in the shuffle. 
But I don't think that that means that you hold on for dear life to all of those sentiments. Because it, it just shows that you're not acknowledging the differences of things now. Wrestling now is different than it was ten years ago. Five years ago. Uh, you know, it's, you know, the fact that I can look up stats and opinions and videos on in my hand, which is a ridiculous thing to say, but ten years ago, nobody could do that. People, I mean, not nobody, but I mean, that was not a commonplace thing. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get off to Jim Cornette talk, but... I, I... What do you th- what do you guys think? Yeah, what do you, what do you what, think? What? Is things like the go watch the video on someone like the the grenade, does that ruin the business? Does things like that make us all look bad as wrestling fans and wrestlers? I mean and we're I I, I would call us smart marks. I mean we're, we're pretty knowledgeable oh, yeah, in the we're, business we're on the backside. You know, yeah, we're but, the assholes of you the know. That's um, what I'm saying. Like Jim Cornette, um all the power to him, he I could not begin to learn the stuff that he knows it's not that i think his opinion is wrong it's that i feel there's a difference between having an opinion and then taking your opinion and and shoving and it sho- on everybody and, else. well not shoving it on other people's face but then dictating other people's um actions in a business based on your own opinion i agree like you you don't have to book any of these guys on a show you want to do ever but i don't think that that means that that show shouldn't exist does that make sense? Yeah. I don't. You don't have to ever watch that movie, but that doesn't mean don't make those movies. All right. We're going to hit and uh, go into our break, and we're going to come back and talk about No Mercy. No Mercy. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And we're back. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm going to say it now, but then you're going to edit this and you're going to play it while I'm talking. This should be the menu music of WWF No Mercy from the N64. Am I am I not correct? Do you remember how that goes? Did you play the N No Mercy? Yeah, I did. I love that game. I, I sing that, the stupid dick dick diggity, dick diggity dong song to myself all the time. And then catch myself like, what the hell? So that's what you're listening to right now. If you don't know what we're talking about, I love that game. Best uh, wrestling game, not arguable. Ah, uh, maybe arguable. WrestleMania, Personally, WrestleMania 2000. Ah, that's it's better. It came out in after. what way? And what? Is no, 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 no. No which, Mercy. Which came, one? No Mercy came as the last one. No Mercy came out after WrestleMania. Okay, that is the best one. That yeah, is that is one. not arguable. Then. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember if it was WrestleMania 2000 or it was No Mercy. Yeah. Okay. There you go. No, No Mercy is the best wrestling game of all time. There you go. 
easily. Is that even arguable? Even if you didn't like wrestling arcade or no, uh, no, wrestling uh, maybe shut your mouth. Maybe shut your mouth. Maybe shut your mouth. Maybe SmackDown shut your mouth. That has Brock Lesnar on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Those are probably the two best. Though. Um, we need to do a whole podcast about that one day. But right now we're talking about No Mercy. That's why we're, we are talking about No Mercy. That's the point. Um, I love No Mercy. No Mercy was always the a good show. Or used to be a good show. I, this wasn't a good show. It was. This was they, okay. They haven't show. done them for a while. Yeah. yeah. Did you it's, like No Mercy? No, it was good. I thought it was. It was. The flow of the show felt weird. It did. Which keeps happening on the shows because it wasn't a bad to, card. It's something to do with the, the <laughs> co-main event thing. Just how it worked. The yeah. last like hour and a half felt this was really a weird. weird show in um, terms of what was even on it. So it, it started out with Elias Sampson and Apollo Crews. So we're not calling him Sampson that was anymore. Kickoff. No. It's Don't you know Elia? you graduate from NXT and then after two months you lose your last name. That doesn't even make any name. sense. Rusev used to have. Used, do you not? Do you remember that Rusev used to be called Alexander Rusev? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Oh. And um, Adrian Neville is now Neville. I knew that one. Big E Langston is now Big E. I knew that one. Antonio Cesaro. Yeah, I knew that one. Is just Cesaro. It, it's, and now Elias Sampson is just Elias. What? That doesn't even make any. That was not even hard to say. Um, Drew McIntyre will just be called McIntyre. The Miz will just Mac. be called the Miz. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, the kickoff show. I didn't even watch it. Okay. So way to way to really yeah undercut. sold that, huh? It's weird how. Do you think? Let's talk about Michael Cole, Adam Cole's illegitimate father. Um, <laughs> how how much do you dislike Michael Cole? I don't dislike him as much as some people do. Some people wish death upon him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. Like I that. just. I tune him out. I tune out the announcers a lot. But that's so. but that's my point. That means that you don't like him. You no, don't, no, you no, don't no. feel Even, like maliciousness, but it's like you should not be tuning out the announcers. I tune out the announcers on New Japan, and they're my favorite announce team. Yeah, I just don't pay attention to them. Okay. Do you do you tune out like if you watch old matches with like Jerry Lawler and Mike and um, Jim Ross? Do you tune them out? No, I don't. It's impossible. Now why? Now why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> why? But what is that? I don't like, know. like because Michael Cole. I remember when he was with Taz on SmackDown. I liked Michael Cole. Right. I didn't love him, but I thought he did a good job. That something happened when he became the voice. He's just doing his job, but he just comes off so disingenuous to me. He never feels honest. He never feels real, except when he's arguing with somebody. And he does that just very rarely anymore. I hated it when he was a heel. When he's like arguing with Corey, when Corey says something ridiculous about a heel doing something that he thought was great, and then he yells at him like he's actually upset with whatever he said. It's the only time I like Michael Cole. So when Elias Sampson comes out and he's like, oh boy, we got a new song. It sounds just like what I just said, where it's just like, oh my God. I'm like, are you really excited? Or are you like making fun of anyone that is excited? Are we not supposed to be excited? Isn't he a heel and aren't you a babyface? Is the joke that you you sound lame? Is it like you're a nerd? I don't get, I don't get it. I don't understand what I'm supposed to feel towards Michael Cole. You're not supposed to tune out the guy that's supposed to be your cathartic voice of the audience watching the show. That's not what it's supposed to be. Or that's not what I think it's supposed to be. I don't know what they're supposed to be. They've turned into just the information for people who've never watched wrestling ever before. Let me explain to you how they don't do it well a, enough uh, at all. Uh, a triple threat match works. Yeah. You don't oh have my to God. pin the guy with the belt I to mean, win. I've ex- I- <laughs> it's amazing. I'll be watching shows with my family and it'll be something like that. And someone's like, okay, so now wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, this guy, is this guy champion? Yes. 
But then if this guy beats this guy, he wins, but then that other guy loses. Like, why are you saying this to me like you haven't watched a triple threat match a million times before? So before It's a we, trick. Before we get back into it, too, Sam won the belt, too. He did win oh the predictions. Oh, my God. We, we made predictions. We completely for, skipped over that. We don't need to... We don't need to... First of all, I don't appreciate... You did this on purpose. You, you started off not talking about it, so then you just go, oh, we'll go back yeah, whatever. and remove all the pomp and circumstance yeah. of what it is. Who cares who wins the who belt? Who cares I about mean... who wins the belt? You know what, Chris? I feel I'm really sorry that you lost the belt. Who again. cares? So I feel so bad about it that I, I don't feel comfortable taking it anymore. You're just going to leave it here. So I'm just going to give you the belt. <laughs> oh, thank that you. That is for you. But just so you know, as of right now, that is no longer the somewhat nerdy Nerd Square Circle Predictions Championship belt. I give to you the brand new, somewhat nerdy Nerds of the Square Circle Heavyweight Championship title. So we actually got stickers and stuff on here. Why are you gonna say stickers? It's a bra- it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a championship yeah, yeah. title. Yeah, it is. It's a championship title. Are you gonna break this one? No, of course not. That one's beautiful. That's All why right. I broke the other one. I'm gonna take pictures and put it on our uh, Twitter and Instagram. Page. What do you think of the belt? Looks nice. Very You're undercutting it because it's not yours. It's not mine. I'll, it'll look really way better on me in two weeks. This is the most underwhelming reaction <laughs> to, to anything no, it look, it I've seen before. I'm yes, gonna... it's a better reaction. It looks amazing. Doesn't it look amazing? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Your girlfriend did that, huh? Maybe. Yeah, that's why she asked me for the graphics for the logos. It looks good, don't you? Anyway, let's continue. Um, who cares about that belt? Yeah. I'm not even going to post a picture of it until I have it on my shoulder. Uh, so the first match of the night was Miz and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan looked really good in this match. Jason Jordan's been getting a lot of um, competitive matches. Yeah. Looking really... They're he had really uh, John Cena, punk. then he had a, a Roman Reigns yeah. in the previous weeks. And they're, it's smart to have him continually lose, too, because then it doesn't mm-hmm. put him over like if you book someone strong. just strong. You make them look weak, but then they come out at the end winning, I don't know, like the Royal Rumble in the year 2015. <sighs> that could be bad. Um... Yeah, uh, I think they're doing as good a job as they can with this still ridiculous scenario of him being Kurt Angle's son. I feel like I built it up in my head because it was so ridiculous. Because personally, I thought that it would make more sense that Chad Gable was his son. Yeah, that's a little bit. I don't know why. Um, uh, I don't know why. I mean, other than one's white and one black. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing uh, to do with it ha- that. No, it really doesn't have anything to do with that. I, um, I don't not buy Jason Jordan for being his son for any reasons like that other than I just think when um, American Alpha was in NXT um, the chant for Chad Gable was in tune to Kurt Angle's music like oh, people really? have been yeah, comparing yeah. Chad Gable to Kurt Angle not I Jason Jordan I still think that's where they're going to go with so the if you're going to pick eventually. one of the it's like it's weird to think like oh Jason Jordan was in a tag team with a guy that everyone thinks is just like Kurt Angle but we're going to make Jason Jordan Kurt Angle's son it's, it's weird I think that's where they're going to go with the storyline but that's even like it's been going too long like no, what, it what hasn't is, even been that long that's the whole thing so how but why would why is Chad Gable not bringing it up I don't know like someone's going to come up and be like we mixed up the paternity Yes, that's what I think is going to happen. (laughs) It's wrestling. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. I guess they could spin it. All right, so uh, the Miz beat Jason Jordan. Single-handedly. Single-handedly, yeah. No cheating whatsoever. Uh, And then on Raw the next night, he had Roman on, and then they are super hinting back at a shield reunion. It actually, it's too strong of a hint that I'm actually bothered by it. Yeah, I am. I feel like it kind of ruined it. Um, it, it the the sec the interview segment should have been enough. The like when they beat up Roman at the end of the night, 
and they and the Miz Taraj and Miz did like the three fists yeah, thing, yeah. like like the shield, and not just like the shield, but the actual hand motion that they were alluding to for the entire buildup of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins getting back together just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. is too much. Too much of a the only if they don't do it, it'll be horrible. Yeah, no, and now see they have to do it. Like and now they already they could have, have to do it. It's just it's just. I don't know. See, my only line that I liked... I'm happy about it, though. I love the shield. I I really want it to happen. ...was that when Miz says that uh, the Miz Taraj and him would run over the shield, and Roman, like, loses his mind. Are you joking? Like, are you out of your mind? Do you remember what we used to do to people, and you think you can take us? Yeah. That's my only part part that I really liked about it. Um, Yeah, I... When when the Miz was WWE champion back in 2012... Mm -hmm. 2011... And uh, he lost it. He went on a rampage saying things weren't fair. And he... Our truth was also being pushed as a big top heel. Nice. (laughs) This is the same same year that CM Punk wanted to quit. Um, Imagine that. They became a tag team and they became like this threat where they attacked CM Punk and John Cena. They got fired by Triple H. So then they were outside the law. So they kept coming and attacking people. And... It forced Triple H to rehire them, and they were pushed as this top angle of top heels. They beat Triple H and CM Punk at, on pay-per-view, uh, which is crazy. This is a tag team, one time only, of Triple H and CM Punk, and they got and they lost to The Miz and R-Truth. So then a few weeks later, uh, they were building up to a match between The Rock and John Cena against The Miz and R-Truth, the awesome truth. Um, and when The Miz beat him in a match on Raw... Cena like laughed it off like that was ridiculous and I remember at the time thinking like that's not good to be take to not be taking a team that they've been building up for so long as a joke still which is not so I don't like it that which, I don't like how babyface always undercut heels like they're jokes yeah, but it's and the that Miz-tourage. being said the Miztourage works yeah, for whatever reason it does. why I like them I, li- I love the idea of them running roughshod and they'd still be a joke but like a, I don't it, Miz is somehow accomplished being a credible joke. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, he's still, like, if he's threatened anybody, you'd be like, you're not going to win. So but then is, you're like, if he wins, you're like, all oh, right, yeah, good Miz. Like, that's a, like, and it goes and puts into the rumors and my thought process in the first place. I think Miz is about to start getting moved into more of the main event stuff, which is just freaking crazy. Yeah. Which is awesome. I like the Miz. I'm a, I'm a Miz fan. Because so. he's the Miz and he's awesome. So, um, um, but, uh, so did you like the Shield? Were you fan- see, were you I was already I was shield. already out of the shield. And, uh, yeah. Whenever I shield started my watching, Sif uh, had the belt. Okay, yeah. So, so the shield, the best part about the shield was they they had taken like the last five mega factions before the shield all were terrible. Mm-hmm. All were Nexus both terrible. And all, all stuff, you know, yeah. um, the Straight Society. Yeah. Um, the core god. Um. So there was always this assumption. So I don't know if it's just like the, the expectations got put really, really low. But then the shield, the fact that they were awesome at all is great. But they had so, everyone expected it to just not go as well as it did. And I remember when they got in that feud with the Wyatts, thinking that they needed to make a six-man tag team championship belt. And it's weird how they keep making more like three-man teams. You got the New Day. But then every time they have that, then they break up other teams. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see the Shield come back, but I'm not excited about the Shield versus um, the Miz So let's uh, talk about the slaughter other. Slaughter them. Let's but... talk about the other Shield guys then. Uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth, uh, Cesaro, and Sheamus. Wow! Match. Wow! 
Um, probably my, my one of my favorite matches of the night, easily. That, that is, that match was so good that I think people don't even realize how good it was. Yeah, I agree. I think that's going to be a match that you're going to rewatch years later and be like, like man, that was shit. really good. Yeah. I did not appreciate Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. the way I should have because regardless of everything else that's going on, it was had matches like this. Um, and that's ignoring the ridiculous thing that happened with Cesaro. Yeah, so Cesaro which, basically shoved his teeth oh my God. into his I head. <laughs> so I watched, I remember watching it. See, and, I thought he broke them off. See, I thought they broke them off no. and I wanted to believe it and, I, and uh, people next to me was like, no, I think they got shoved yeah. Yeah, they, they, sh- like, they shoved them into his oh, head. Oh my god! Um, and it was terrifying to watch. And there's and played it off like a. But here's beast. here's one of my my. It's it's terrible, but it kind of just shows the mentality of how scared he was at first. Because he instantly goes to Sheamus and goes, "My teeth are gone." My, yeah. <laughs> so he looks directly at Sheamus because he. Miz, when this happened to Miz, when Miz got his teeth busted out, that by is AJ, not the same. No, it's not the same at all. But Miz had instant sense to go right to the camera. Like, yes. Look at my look at my teeth. Yeah. Cesaro went right to his friend. Like, yeah. oh my god, is well, my teeth also, are gone? No, yeah. That it, it, <laughs> so <laughs> selling it in a ridiculous way, and then wrestled for another. No, no, and then after that he was fine. But yeah, it was. It kind of shows because I, I I can't remember who I was listening to that was talking about it. It's like you know maybe a year ago that match would have been done. Like, they would have stopped it. It says a lot about where WWE is right now and the mentality that they have that they were just like, yeah, let him bleed all over the place. Well, it's like, okay, so when, like a few years ago when Samoa Joe got busted against Finn. Yeah, they stopped it every five seconds. They stopped it every five seconds because they, I don't know what, I don't know if it's that he was rushing them off and he couldn't get his score. It was just that deep or that wide of a gash that they couldn't close it. Yeah, he was getting pissed off about that. He was getting pissed off because they stopped the match like five or six times. Mm -hmm. Um, And... But I know what they would do to do it. I don't know what you do to stop the bleeding from someone whose teeth are slightly yeah. up in his gums. Nothing. It's not that they didn't want to do it, like they let it go. It's that there was nothing they could do. Yeah, they, they could stop the match. They've Just done throw that the match. Yeah, him? they've done it before. When have they done that before? People getting hurt. It's the same well, thing. I mean, I guess that's yeah. True. This is him getting hurt. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like about the blood. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about like just getting hurt. And plus the blood. The blood thing is something they're very sensitive so about gnarly. doing now. It's the, every every. Has there been a Cesaro and Sheamus tag match this year where someone didn't get busted oh, yeah, accidentally in the match? Busted, huh? Who got Matt Hardy did? Matt Hardy got yeah. b- busted Super bad busted, in yeah. that in that Iron Man match, and then um, which was also awesome. Cesaro and Sheamus are awesome. Yeah, I love the so bar. So going back to this, this was Cesaro def- is a legendary tag team wrestler that I think they need to just keep giving him. I think he should be partnered with everybody just to see how awesome he can make every team that he gets put in. Because he, when he got thrown with Chris Hero on the Indies. The Kings of Wrestling is one of my favorite tag teams of all time. And then he keeps getting thrown with people. He got thrown with Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. He got thrown with Jack Swagger. And every time he does, he always turns it into this great thing that then they're like, oh, Cesaro's awesome. We forgot. So then they take him out of the team because they realize how awesome he is. And then they forget about it. And they're like, well, we don't have anything for him to do. Let's throw him with the team. And then he makes the team awesome again. And they go, oh, Cesaro's awesome. We should put him on his own. So, oh, and uh, Seth has a name to his... Uh finishing move too that he finally hit on wrong yeah king's landing oh my god bro it's a game of thrones reference yeah so uh, anyway it doesn't matter the the match is really good best match of the night by far by far uh we skipped over finn balor and bray wyatt which was just a match it was fine i I disagree it was fine it was good it was good um, for them and it was one of the better of their series bray wyatt um 
I feel is in a I said it on the last show. I assume uh, he's become like he's the transition guy. Mm-hmm. He, um, I remember Jake the Snake talking about that's kind of his position as the heel. He was a mid card heel in the eighties, and that he, got people ready he, for his event. job. He says like I'm the guy that gets people ready for Hogan. You fight me, you beat me, and now you move on to the next step to fight Hulk. Um, and he he was like yeah, and that's my role, and I did it really goddamn well. So that's you know, um, that's I feel like what Bray Wyatt is. He is better. It's amazing how, even though there are a lot of smaller guys, Bray Wyatt works so much better when he can really be monstrously larger than his opponent, which doesn't happen that often. He's usually, he feels kind of level, even when he's fighting Seth Rollins, who he's a bigger guy than. He's not that much taller than him. He's not, like, you know, so much bigger that you feel like Seth doesn't have a chance. His best match, other than his Wyatt stuff, I thought was with Daniel Bryan. And this was the best Bray Wyatt match I've seen since then, which is weird because it's not like he hasn't fought Finn. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love Bray yeah, Wyatt. Yeah, like I said, this, I, this is definitely my favorite of their whole series. Oh yeah, which is apparently not over. No, I, I wish it was. I think it needs to be. I mean, I don't know what else they can do. I, I think it's weird to have Finn go over him three times. Um, next was the women's uh, Raw champion, and it was a match. This one, I it wasn't bad. It wasn't great I liked, or anything I liked like that. All the, um, the spot, some of the spots were pretty yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought oh, okay. they used Nia better than she was used at WrestleMania, better than Agreed. she's been used in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think they capitalized on any of that afterwards, even though the Mickey James Alexa Bliss segment on Raw it was, was amazing. Yeah, it was. That was great. I didn't watch Raw Talk, and I was like, I don't, what did she say? What did she say? Like, um, she's an old lady. Oh, that's nice. not that bad of a burn. <laughs> it's not but, that bad, but... but uh, no. Next was the Roman Reigns and John Cena match, and me and you have not talked about this yet. Oh so God. okay, so you tell me your opinion first before I ruin your dreams. The the match was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't it wasn't like it. bad. I didn't think it was bad. I, uh, I don't think it was great. I don't think it was Roman Reigns' best match. I don't think it was John Cena's best match. I didn't like. It didn't feel. I turned. I don't know who I even said it to after the match was over. I was like, this is not the booking that this match should have been and then i was like i can't believe i just said that out loud i hate saying stuff like that we have a podcast talking about wrestling mm. and i and i'm fine with it and yet when I, I don't like armchair booking and i don't like saying like this is not how they should have laid out this match but they went straight into hitting each other with moves and i thought that was such a waste because the whole point of these wrestlers fighting each other other than is the idea that they're the two most they keep saying the polarizing figures in WWE. And if you're polarizing, the audience is supposed to be invested in it. You don't need to do anything. There's, they did way too much in this match, in my opinion. I thought that they should have started off with like a... It should have been booked like the, the freaking Lesnar-Goldberg match from WrestleMania 20. Which yeah, is like, I agree. You know, like 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 lots of Colorado tie-ups and headlocks and chinlocks. They did way too much right away, so no one could really... Um, it felt too much like Cena versus AJ. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. No, of, no, it definitely did. Move, yeah, move, yeah, yeah, move. Yeah. Who can top the other one? Which didn't feel like the story that you thought it was going to come into. It felt like they, they were doing something different with Roman. And then the way the match happened was just like, oh, I respect this guy now. I respect this guy now. Cena's leaving for a while. And now it's from, it didn't. It didn't feel so, like the, ma- the monumental match it should it, have. It makes more sense that after seeing Cena on... Uh, the, talk, the talking raw whatever the yeah name of it raw is. talk um and then i heard him on edge and christian's podcast yeah cena's definitely his foot's out the door was retiring. it explains why he will like when he fought nakamura on smackdown 
and he was doing all these matches. Like, why is he? Why are they running he's, through all of this? He's wanting to do so all it, these I, matches while so he can, so he can, he can get it while he can. Yeah. Um, Cena has said he's forty years old, mm-hmm. which he is. So is Brock Lesnar. If they asked him to, well, if they asked him to be on the road full time, he's like, I don't think I could physically do it. Yeah. He's like, I'm a part timer because I have to be. Yeah. He's like, I can't, I can't physically do it. I have one match, and it takes me two days to recover from it. I couldn't yeah. be on the road like Roman is every yeah. single day. He well, he's been it's he's been their top guy for fifteen for years. fifteen years. Yeah. He's other than Bruno Sammartino, who did not do the like that's the Bruno Sammartino was their top guy for longer than anybody, but he was right. not doing shows every week, multiple shows the way WWE does now. Right. Hogan was on top for a long time, but his was not on top as long or length of time as John Cena was. Right. That includes Cena. That includes Hogan. You can argue guys like Undertaker um, and Shawn Michaels, um, but they weren't guys that you, even though they were cornerstones of the company, were the you know that they were in the main event of every show right. that you went to go see. So the idea of Cena working three or four shows a week, arguably almost every week for 15 years, and in main event spots, which means that they're the long, you know, competitive matches. Regardless of your style of choices or how you feel about John Cena, so, that's a lot of... Uh, this match was definitely a... We haven't had a John Cena and Roman Reigns match. Michael Cole so kept saying the match we never thought we'd see. Which I'd which go, what the hell? Dumb, but Who would thought... Why would you not uh, want also, to see this? Also, this is the biggest match in Roman's history. Yeah. Like, he fought Brock Lesnar at uh, WrestleMania. He's fought Undertaker at WrestleMania. But this was the biggest match of all time. Yeah, my brother said that to me when he, Michael was like, this is the biggest match. And, and Max was like, is every match that Roman has yes. is the biggest match of his career? Of course career? it is. Yes, it's it Roman Reigns. So. Again, back to the whole, I hate Michael Cole. Michael Cole's what's ruining things. And it's not him. It's, it's somebody the, in his ear. It's the voice. <laughs> it's the story. It's the words they're putting over the story. The in-ring stuff is not as bad as the beating you over the top while trying to sell you something that feels real and organic. And it sounds less organic than it's ever had. So, m- moving on from it, I don't think the Roman Reigns and John Cena match was terrible. It was not. It wasn't great. No, it was okay. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Was it really that? is. What was that? It was alright. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Enzo and Neville match. Oh my god, that wasn't a match. I don't. It was technically a match. The bell rang once, and then it rang later, and someone won. So Enzo. Is now the cruiserweight champion. I like that they played into it the next night on Raw, though. That you everyone's acknowledging that he's a joke. The whole thing is, that was kind of hard to watch. Him like getting beat up for five minutes while everybody did their finishing move to him. It was weird. It was super weird. Watching it, and you're like, what am I watching? What is, what is drawing into this? Why are they doing this? And then I turned on 205 to find out what was going to happen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is why I do this. Yes, exactly. I it's... watched 205 for the first time ever. Yeah, exactly. Not all of it, because it's kind of boring. <laughs> and then Enzo Amore says, like, yeah, you're welcome. You guys are exactly. are in the main event of Raw for the first time ever. So it you're welcome. It makes sense. It's yeah. all working. Again, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. I mean, is he officially heal yet? Is yeah, he, I think that's he, a, I think he... that's officially a heel yeah. turn. It hasn't come off that way though, because it no, didn't because have the... he always been in kind of in the middle of between anyway. So I guess yeah. So all right, and he was a heel in NXT at first. Yeah, he but was. Then, yeah. then then he won. You know, everyone who talks, and if you can do a promo, and you're a heel, you'll eventually get over. Yeah, it. yeah. All right, main event: Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Again, the same thing with the the the. 
I thought this match was going to be better than what it was. It's not even that. For the first few years when Brock Lesnar came back, I remember thinking that they kept trying to find fresh ways to have an excuse to say that his match was no holes barred. Yeah. Because Brock Lesnar matches are just better. When it's all over the place. Aside from that atrocity that was him versus Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32. But that's the point is that that match was... It said that it was no rules, but then it was a normal match. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing here is that after what happened at SummerSlam... And all the destruction that's happened for them to have just kind of a straight one-on-one match. Other than the idea that you can look forward to them having another match somewhere down the road. Right. Which I don't know if that's what they're going to do or not. It feels like they have Brock's to do not going to come back for a while. For a while, but um, I want I want Braun and him to... I want yeah. Braun to... I, if Braun really walked away with the belt, I wouldn't have been happy with it. But even then, I feel like the idea of... You could have Braun destroy Brock because there were no rules and then do... Like what they did with Randy Orton and Cena where they had the TLC match first and then they followed it up with a regular wrestling match. That usually doesn't work. The uh, You up the stakes, you take more rules away, you don't mm-hmm. add more. But I think it would work with Brock versus Braun. I don't know, I just felt like it, it, it wasn't as chaotic as it felt like it should have been. Like the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar felt more chaotic in it this did. match. It did, most definitely. It was the same... It felt like the same match. Yeah. But there was more... There were some cool spots in it. Yeah. I, I like them still making Braun look strong. Uh, I think he should have kicked out at S5 at the end. It's, it's the thing that that happened with the Cena-Roman thing, too. I think that was what it is, is that uh, Roman kicked out of four attitude yeah, adjustments. he did. The first person to kick out of four... And one off the top rope. You know, well, one yeah, off the, the super attitude rope, yeah. adjustment and then the roll through, which is what beat. And so I was... AJ, afterwards, I was like, yeah. Cena, you need a new finish because this is just not... Not working. not working. <laughs> um, but then he hit one spear and then it was over. Over, yeah. So it just felt like... Because I was surprised by both endings, because it was one spear after four attitude adjustments. It does good. It does a lot of good faith toward future matches, in that it helps you establish. You don't know that they're going to trade finishes. Right. He did more than one finish, but that doesn't mean that when he hits one, they're going to automatically kick out. But it made the matches that they happened in feel a little deflating because it just didn't feel like same thing with Suzuki and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes hit his finish on Suzuki. And you feel like, well, that shouldn't be just one, and then he pins him. Same here. I mean, it's strengthening their finish. Mm-hmm. You know, no one kicks out of the spear, no one kicks out of the F5. I get it. It's just, it kind of makes you go, huh, Braun hit like five power slams, or however many it was, mm-hmm. and then I just took one F5, and now Braun's gone. I mean, again, he came out and murdered. I loved everything that he did with Braun on Raw. Oh, yeah, that was mur- all great. We scared Wicker Hawkins. He's officially a, a, a face, too. Is he? I think so. Because him beating up Enzo and then going, hey, guys, you want him? Yeah, but, y'all, then, he, y'all but then he fought Dean and no one was like... Which, by the way, that was, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. I remember when when he when he beat him up and he was saying, like, who's going to come out here? And Corey was like, you'd have to be crazy to fight Braun. I thought, well, I guess Dean is... The, that's the, the cue for Dean. Yeah. But I thought, but that doesn't make sense. And then Dean came out. I was like, oh, well. And I love how they just played it later when he was talking to Seth. And he's like... Oh, I just, I, I just, I just, it. just yeah. kind of dealt like doing it, and then he walks away. He's like, "Yeah, that was kind of dumb." Yeah. <laughs> and then apparently he's gonna have a match with him next week. There's such continuity to that with like yeah. the Shield because they didn't, they didn't. He was crazy in the Shield, but they didn't play it up as much as when he was gone. And I like the idea that like when he didn't have Seth around, he lost him. he, he yeah. to to weigh him down, and that that really was Seth. What Seth did in the Shield, which was like was hold people down, and that. 
Roman wants to just steamroll through everybody. And Dean, you don't know what he's going to do. And Seth's like, wait, guys, come on. Like, let's, you know, which I, I like. So that was no mercy. That was no mercy. And that was Raw. Raw was good this week. Yeah. Raw was really good this week, actually. So It had it had stuff that I'm going to remember. Yeah, I, the yeah. Mickey James Alexa Bliss was one of my favorite things they've done D'Enzo. with women on Raw since Charlotte left. Getting especially. beat up um, was hard to watch, but I, I remember it. Yeah, the Enzo stuff with all the 205 Live guys basically being like, you don't belong here. Um, harsh, it's harsh, but true. It's super um, hard to watch. And then the um, stuff with Braun and Dean. Yeah. Um, I even liked the kind of exhibition feel of Seth versus Sheamus and he just beat him and then that's that's it I don't know what's going on with them but it doesn't feel like I like it when someone can should be able to beat someone and you not think like well I don't know what's going to happen with this guy you should be like oh okay well they lost but we'll see what happens next week and that's just a small silly sentiment that just doesn't seem like it happens very often so you think Roman's going to get the Intercontinental next week uh soon yeah I already told you that's got to be what the main event of TLC is, is yeah. it, unless they do the Shield versus The Miz and Miz at TLC. I feel like that should be a longer build to um, Survivor Series. Yeah. Because that's where The Shield um, debuted. So you want to debut there. Yeah, that's where yeah. it should happen. Um, okay. Uh, but you think they can hold out for a whole month and a half, two months? Well, Survivor is. Series is a bigger pay-per-view, and I think the idea of them doing that just makes it a better show. Um, and that they can have a, a tag match with it. I think... They could do the Shield versus Miz Taraj, and then maybe Miz realizes that he needs to not have Bo and Curtis, and then he gets Braun and Bray, and there's some weird movie Wyatt group. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the Shield would fight after them is the problem. Or it could be the Miz with Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. That would work. Um, and but Shield I just, with the Hardys. But I just know that they're doing the TLC pay-per-view, and the main event is usually a TLC match. Which, even though when the Shield had their first match, it was a TLC match, and there wasn't anything hanging above it, they wanted. It doesn't make sense for there not to be something. So they do the tag team belts and the Intercontinental belt. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be weird. It would be weird. Um, They could do it for the tag. They could do it for the tag titles. I didn't even think that that they could do it that way. Um, And the Miz Taraj gets the tag team belts, and the Miz gets the Intercontinental belt. When the Shield won the tag titles, it wasn't that the Shield were tag team champions. It was. Dean Ambrose was U.S. champion, and Roman and Seth were the tag champions. And I remember thinking that that was a waste, that they should have just made all three of them champions. And I remember people, like, that was an argument that they were like, well, that doesn't make sense. And then they did it a few years later with the New New Day. Day. Yeah. Um, So if they get the tag team belts, it should be all three of them. But that would mean that Seth and Dean, I mean, I would like Seth, if Seth and Dean should lose the belts, and then they should have the Shield win them so that all three of them can be in it. I don't know how that would work. And then they should have the Shield versus the New Day at Survivor Series or something. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna start closing on the show. Uh, thank you for listening. No Mercy was awesome. Yeah, it was a good show. Interesting I mean, to see what goes show. on. We have been nerds of the Square Circle. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I forget our social media. I don't know. I don't write it down anymore. You know, so go visit us on all the social media. Go to stuff. someonenerdy.com. We'll go check post out the. Tout. The video of what we were talking about earlier was the uh, hand grenade, invisible hand grenade, was the Jim Carnett stuff. Uh, let us know if you agree with us, too. And lo- what did you know? think about uh, No Mercy? Let us know. And we'll see you next week. It was fun. We'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we've, we've been your host. I'm Have Star we? Chris. I'm Sancho. <laughs> and we'll see you next Friday. <laughs>